Hey, it's time for the morning stand-up. I'm Stacey Kay, and I'm joined here with by my good friend, Agnes Berry. Hi, Stacey. We're streaming live from her living room. This is streaming? No, not. I mean, we're not streaming. We're recording. We're recording. Okay. As you can see, this is a mirror. Yeah, she said that we could in, do in front of the mirror, but she didn't have any lighting to go across the mirror. I just said that there was a wall with okay. mirrors on it. I didn't okay. say what we're going to do with them. You implied that we were going to film... Because that would have been very visually interesting. Are we know. not? Are we not filming it? It's right here. You can well, see it. I guess you can kind of see. But I feel like it would be so cute if you could see the back of our heads on the. We're really selling the video aspect of this podcast, aren't we? Don't worry. Most people don't watch it on YouTube. So that's great. We'll be fine. So what brings you to New York this time? Doing comedy shows. There's more stage time out here. And it's like more important out here. So. That's cool. I'm getting ready for my show March 9th. It's, is it at the stand? No, it's at Chelsea Music Hall. But it's like through the stand, like this, the stand books Chelsea Music Hall. But well, it's a bigger venue. We'll break a leg. Yeah, I'm hoping. They say, like it, like if, if we sell this out, then we've sold out like a bigger arena and like we've proved ourselves more to other people. I don't even do stand up anymore. You don't? You did stand up like, Two months ago. That's more than most people. Sure. I've, I've dedicated all my creative juices to late stage live and being a menace on the internet. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's probably more worthwhile than stand-up most of the time. <laughs> you know most stand-up comedians, like, I mean, I'm sure you know that. Kill themselves? I did know well, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, a lot, of, a lot of stand-up doesn't fucking go anywhere, you know? Like, if you don't, like, have a plan with it or if you don't have, like, some kind of online seminar or content you're making. Or, I mean, you you can kill it and go with stand-up if you're, like, already in these kind of clubs that, like, where people matter. Like, but it's hard to get there in the first place, so. I like writing. I don't necessarily love stand-up. I just like writing. So I'm going to continue doing that for online web series and whatever will help promote my other ventures, meeting friends and et cetera. Agnes does a show called Late Stage Live with Ella Yerman. Yeah. Uh, we all started that like three months ago. Something like that. Maybe back in the late fall. I saw y'all had like 10,000 followers on Instagram. I wasn't expecting that. We're nice. We're nice with it. We're, we're, we're making strides. I did a, I've directed and edited like a sketch for about like how you date five yeah, transgender that people. One. That one, that one like popped off more of all the stuff, right? And then I didn't, I didn't film a bit for the third episode, but for the fourth episode, I'm planning something special about how every transgender person either has a software developer job or unemployed. Yeah, pretty much. But Sadly. that's you're gonna have to wait for that one. When it, when is that coming out? Next month. Next month. Very cool. When's the next one filming? So that's like the end of February. Nice. We're doing a Black History Month special, and then a little bit of a. Uh, why trans people can't get any better jobs than reselling clothes on Depop. Reselling clothes on what? Depop. I don't know what that is. Depop, Poshmark, fucking eBay. Like, oh, okay. Those jobs don't give you insurance benefits. Like, we have to... <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, myself included, I have like four different gig jobs. Like, that's not... I'm not going to build a retirement plan with that. But I'm not going to build a retirement plan at all because I was born in the 90s. That can't you you can do it. You can you can bang rich dudes. That'll be I have been banging <laughs> rich dudes and it really still doesn't even pay me enough money to do that. You have to pretend to love them and then they'll marry you and then, you know, kill them and then I don't get their money. I 
I look like the world's biggest lesbian right now. No one would ever believe that I wanted to marry a man. You don't think so? I'm wearing double flannel. You couldn't sell the you turned me straight narrative? Not dressed like this. Well, don't wear flannel whenever you're trying to pull tricks like this. I don't want to pull tricks. I want to, I want to, I want to fall in love. Yeah. With a rich girl. That would be <laughs> preferable, I think. I'm like 5% bisexual. Five percent for your top shelf, top shelf straight. It's like it's like women and Colin Farrell. I'm gonna try it this (laughs) way. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty picky on on both ends. Like I'm only attracted to like a like a small percentage of women, but also an even smaller percentage of men. Or as they say in the community, women and twinks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say I'm attracted to twink. It depends what you mean by a twink. As in, I can believe he's a woman from behind. Because <laughs> we get along really well if he shuts the fuck up. <laughs> okay. We have different different tastes in men. I will not top it, dude. You you do that? If he's a twink. I, I just like... Something about seeing a man, and I can respect that he's handsome or rugged if he's like covered in hair and has muscles, but I can't get hard. I'm still attracted to the right kind of boy, but like he has to believably not look like one from certain angles. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, I I fucked a, a cis man last year. I really liked it, but he had no body hair. It was aerodynamic. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he had hair he's like down, a dolphin and he had hair down to here so i could realistically pretend that he's whatever gender i need him to be at the moment so but he was a cis guy he's not an egg he was just effeminate i don't know if this even counts as five percent bisexual that sounds like 100 <laughs> percent lesbian to me i only like guys if they look like girls based <laughs> based exactly <laughs> i'm joking i only like guys if they're rich uh-huh. or nba players which usually means rich, too. Did you fuck an NBA player? No, I haven't, but I'd be down for it. <laughs> I don't like hang out where NBA players hang out, so... Well, that's because they don't let you into the practice facility. I'm not going to be one of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, out front of the practice facility? Yeah, no, that's not... That's not going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet an NBA player by talking shit about them on Twitter. I don't know. The New York Knicks are talking about building a practice facility in Manhattan as opposed to Westchester. And I that could be the best thing for me because then I could just bag one. Because I'm not willing to go up to, I don't know, north of the Bronx. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said you weren't attracted to dudes unless they look like girls. Who I in the NBA looks like a girl? Kelly Oubre. <laughs> really? No, but I would do it for the bag, of course. Yeah. And it would be so much easier to cruise out front of the practice facility in Manhattan than Westchester or Rye or fucking New Paltz. I don't have to go all the way up there. Nice. Well, I'm sure a lot of people think the same way. I mean, it didn't work for them, but it could work for me. (laughs) Am I allowed to vape on camera? Yeah, you're fine. You been watching NBA lately? Yeah, I mean, now that my team is good, I'm a Knicks fan. We won nine straight before losing to Bron. Knicks fan? Since I moved here, so eight just years ago. eight years ago. Eight years ago. And they were bad. So that's how I know I'm a true fan because they were bad when I moved here and they're I still, still stuck bad, with honestly. Yeah, they're not gonna make it out of the East, but they're the third seed, which is a respectable exit. I the Knicks frustrate me. If we lose to 
the Bucks or Boston, we will have tried our best. We're probably going to lose the both either of them, but like if we made it that you far, it there you'll be happy with it. We're we're better team than the Cavs. We're probably a better playoff team than the the Sixers, given that Joel Embiid is injured. It's it's a but no is there he, is there's he out for the year? we don't know yet. It wasn't a torn meniscus. Just flap, whatever was dislodged. Some, some people can come back quickly, but I mean, when Westbrook got that done, he because you can you can get the meniscus taken out. The meniscus is a little like ligament on mm-hmm. your knee, and some players just get it completely taken out, like if they're old and about to retire. Yeah, but in beats young, I'm sure it was who met a world piece who one time he tore his meniscus and he played another game the next week because he got it taken out because it's a quick recovery. But then it, your knee can degenerate over time. So the younger players don't really want to do that. When Westbrook had his meniscus torn by fucking Patrick Beverly after a timeout had been called, fuck that guy. He cost us a championship. You know KC fan? Yeah. You guys weren't going to win the championship. We totally would have won the championship that year. I don't think you would have. Dude. No. Dude. I remember that team. They were good. They were that good. They were that good. When they were healthy, they were that good. They would have had to go through LeBron. They wouldn't have won. What? They wouldn't have won. They, they would crushed have... LeBron every time they played him. The what? problem was the Warriors. And they crushed the Warriors every time they played him. Is that when they lost the 3-1 lead? No, that was, was the year the after, after that. that. So, I mean, I still think we were the best team then. But, you know, we choked at the end. But the year before that, uh, there was like two years before that, we had Ibaka and Westbrook were out like in the playoffs. But I think that we we could have. You could have done it without Ibaka. You think? No, 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 no. We needed we needed Ibaka, Durant, and Westbrook, and you know both of them got hurt. But and then I think it was uh, the year before when Westbrook tore his meniscus, and it was in it was like right before the playoffs or something like that. And then Katie had to go by himself. Well, he's a hustle player. That's all he's really ever good for, Beverly. Beverly guard defense doesn't matter in the NBA. I mean, I don't care if Marcus Mark got the defensive player of the year or not. You need you like think guard defense matters. You need switchable wings and a reliable big guard defense yeah, is like you secondary. Need that too, but like that's a someone's got to guard Steph Curry. Uh, I don't know. We're not winning games because of Jalen Brunson's defense. So I'll tell you what. I don't watch the Knicks. I don't know what take. You went and saw Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama. I saw Wimbenyama's first game in New York City. They lost, of course, because the Spurs are not that great. But it was it was before they learned if you pass the ball to Victor Wembanyama, you can score points. It was before they realized that. It was a good game. I I don't like Julius Randle very much. I think all he does is inhale rebounds and like who got traded on the Knicks? They we traded R.J. Barrett and quickly for O.G. Ananobi and Precious Achua, and who are really fucking good. And everyone was super down on the trade when that happened, but. OG is straight up better than RJ Barrett, and we needed a backup big because Mitchell Robinson got injured. I really like our team. I think that we have a bunch of, what, six, five guards who can shoot and play defense. I think that we're a piece away from actual contention, but we used, we used to be a piece away from a piece away. <laughs> so you're getting the we're we're in i just that nobody wants the knicks are so close they're just this close to greatness julius Randle doesn't have any trade piece. capital no one wants him but we're stuck with him because we decided to pay him a lot of money after he had one on the season contract i think he has like two more years in an option we just signed him back when he was first team all nba but i can see right through that he's a stat powder and i don't think that he's reliable in the playoffs Jalen Brunson, though, we got him for the cheap, and he is incredible. I just think that we need a big that's not Julius Randle. 
so I'm a OKC fan. Mm-hmm. And what's it like having a pedophile on your team? <laughs> sorry, allegedly. Sorry, alleged, allegedly. Alleged. There is no actual accusations, but you know, I mean, I would cut him if I was in charge. To be honest, he's just not playing well right now. He, I mean, he's not like one of our best players. Like you're, you're just be- you're good in spite of him, but he's not the reason your team he, is yeah, good. He's just a player on the team. Our best three are Shea, Chet, and Williams, and we've got a good. We got a lot of people like that That's, are all just like pretty good and interchangeable. Mm-hmm. They can all shoot threes. They can all play defense. They're all pretty long. They got long arms and stuff like that. Just like our whole team. That's why. That's why OG is such a good pickup for us because he's our Jalen Williams. He's does he? He's a sto- he's a stopper. He's a stopper and he's super athletic. Does he? Is he good? Like, uh, can he score ISO points? Like in close situations. He's he's not a shot creator, but he can play. He, with the ball in his hands, he can shoot mid range shots. As opposed to R.J. Barrett, who could not do that. I don't understand how players in the NBA don't learn how to do that. Yeah, my God. All right. God rest his soul. He's not dead, but we're remembering him fondly. R.J. Barrett, if you looked up an R.J. Barrett highlight reel, it would be him scoring putbacks and transition buckets and corner set shots from the corner, like never, from three. Never That's not a shot creator. He's just like, yeah, oh my God, R.J. Barrett highlight. He hit two threes from the corner. Like... That's not an exciting player. It's a, and he's also not good. Uh, he's an elite from three anyway. So I'm happy to have OG. Last night I tried to go to, the Knicks were playing the Lakers. And I was like, I, I should go to that. And I looked it up and the tickets were, the cheapest one was $600. And this is for a mid-season two teams that are kind of okay. But Knicks fans the, are insane. It's the brand. I know. I know. I don't I don't get it because okay, like so OKC, it's in a shithole, all right? OKC's a terrible place. But the stadium is a is a, is a safe space. Where where tickets are like fucking cheap. Like I I get I can get like lower bowl seats or like club seats for like 120 bucks, something like that. And OKC like I don't know. Like hearing Knicks fans talk about how they're going to turn this shit around and like become a competent franchise or whatever um, is funny to me because because Knicks are so rich. Like they're, the Knicks are rich. They're the they're the most valuable NBA franchise, and they're in like the coolest city in the world, and they can't like put together a competent team. I don't know how OKC does it, and the Knicks don't. Like what what is the difference? It's there? because of the boy genius and Presti. Mr. I have 7,000 picks. Why can't the Knicks find someone like that? Is it just because they're stubborn? Or I think James Dolan is a stubborn man. And he doesn't like being told what to do with his team. And people have had to wrestle, or tried to wrestle control out of his hands for a very long time. It's, it's him. I wish I could own an NBA team, man. If, if I had one wish from like a genie, yeah, that would do. Be like, I want to own the Knicks. And we're going to do a, we're going to do a, a rebranding campaign because the Knicks rebrand terrible, honestly. You can go to the most valuable franchise. I'm going to come up with some pretty cool jersey ideas. Maybe have a gay pride jersey for June. <laughs> the Knicks, I would wear a gay pride Knicks jersey. I'd have to see it first because you could really make that ugly if you um, got all rainbow you with it. Why don't we just do pink and blue for a uh, oh, transgender trans awareness day? Well, yeah, but that's a different thing than pride, you know. You're right. It's cooler. 
<laughs> it is. And it's a more coherent color scheme than all the rainbow stuff. I don't like any flag. Stuff. That's my hot take about you don't like any pride flag or flags and shit. I don't think that any of the any of the pride flags they don't look maybe the intersex one looks cool because it has a circle in it, but bars with colors is it's not revolutionary. And if it's not revolutionary, why do we need it? We yeah, only like, ever needed one flag, which was the rainbow flag. We only ever needed that because it represents everything. Yeah, but then some people use that flag and don't mean trans inclusion. Well, that's their problem. <laughs> Why why do I have a uh, why do I have a gray and white flag with a green stripe for someone who's like gender fluid? Th- those are like far cries. They don't have that much significance other than like one colored line. Yeah, I I kind of the like thin it. blue line flag is in many ways so much more poetic than any of the pride flags. What? Just in terms of visual imagery, there's a thin blue line. Obviously, it stands for cops, but like the visual metaphor is there. You're going to sit in here and defend the asexual. The asexual flag is just straight up boring. It could have been more. It could have been. There's a big big difference. Like there's a lot of gray area between. Quite literally, because they're gray flags. (laughs) Who wants a gray flag? They're boring. I don't support cops. It's just like they have a better flag than us. And that should make us feel bad. Well, they fucking ripped off the American flag. That's treasonous. You're not supposed to recolor the American flag like that. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the American flag either. But <laughs> you don't think the American flag is good design well? Oh, in terms of aesthetic design. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about liking thin blue line people, right? We have we have 13 stripes because of the 13 colonies. No, that's a dumb visual metaphor. Well, no, we, I mean, we had this thing that we took from Native Americans. Like, what it all means, but just like how it how how it looks like a. Yes, lines and squares are are decent, but like insignias, you know, who has a really cool flag is the Philippines. Well, I wanted, let me see it. Pull it up. It's it has stripes on it, but it it has a big sun that represents the sun because the sun is wonderful. That's it. That's the that's the metaphor. It's already cooler than than America. Let me see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like the American flag. I don't know. Shout out to the Philippines. Thanks for birthing my mom. <laughs> See, I feel like that one would be that the American flag was designed to be able to be made in like fucking the 1700s, whenever we weren't that great at sewing stuff. Betsy, I feel like they would do like a little triangle like that. Shout, cool. shout out to Betsy. She was <laughs> yeah. coloring by numbers. Right. What else were we going to talk about today? The Knicks were on the docket. We have we have a bigger list of stuff not to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of drama happening in New York City, but We're then again, not talking about any. Other and then again, when hasn't there been? Oh yeah, we one we can talk about Shane Gillis, right? Shane Gillis. What are your thoughts? He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's not he's not reinventing the wheel, but his special is cool. I like the bit about gay Vikings. That's honestly a very solid joke. The Jackie Robinson joke is a very solid yeah, joke. I love the Jackie Robinson. I also love in his previous special, he did a bit about about the Crimson Tide and how in Alabama. Yeah. How uh, the reason Paul Bear Bryant, which was he's the number one, he's a big, he's a coach who won all the championships for the Alabama. Nick Saban? No. Bear Bryant was like from the 70s. So he won like 10 championships or something like that. 
and he made out put Alabama like really on the map like that. But the the only thing the thing he did was like, all right, let's let black people play. Like was it? Like and then they just started winning a bunch of championships, and he had a bit on that, and that was really good. But he's uh, he got fired from SNL after he got he got hired to SNL for like how long did it take to get him fired? He it was fast, right? He worked for SNL. Yeah, for like a week. Why did he get fired? Because they found his old like racist podcast stuff. Well, did he say the N word? I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but you or know, did he just make racial jokes? Hometown. Oh, yeah. Well, then racial jokes. They were pretty edgy but they're still jokes edgy is not a cancelable offense in my mind well i mean yeah but snl fired him though so snl isn't funny i know yeah unfortunately for snl they have pedigree and they have a legacy that they currently are not living up to i don't think that anybody writing for snl right now is that cool except for my friend asha shout out to asha ward good comic i don't think i mean snl is a weekly show that is on national television like a big and there's like a lot of things that they like can't they get scrapped like that you can't really joke about in that environment and i think i don't think that like whenever people criticize snl for not being funny now like if they watched episodes from 30 years ago like there was times when snl wasn't funny of course you you can't you can't be on all the time right but they're they're having Shane Gillis host in two weeks, February twenty fourth. I think is what I heard. So they're letting him host. Yeah. So they fired him, and then now they're letting him host. He'll probably have a joke about that. Of oh, he's got to. Yeah, he's gonna have the opening monologues. So no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything contrary or edgy to say about Shane Gillis. I think he's actually a good comic, and his good for his recent success. I just don't think that he's the next chosen one. Because I know, I know what you feel you think about comedy's sh- looking for a chosen one. I think that it appoints one every once in a while when the, when somebody is really that good at comedy. I know that what you feel about Chappelle, and I personally don't like his recent material either. But for a while, he was the best comedian in the world. Yeah, like a long time ago. Obviously, Louis C.K. is contentious, but for a while in the early 2010s, he was the best comic in the world. I don't think that Shane Gillis is stepping up to that mantle yet. I hope that I'm wrong because he is funny. I just I don't think like he's a, the funniest Louis man on the world yet. Like- five specials before people started to really like be like well this dude is like maybe the best and say what you will about his comedy but he was actually just really good at crafting a joke yeah and they were all unique like you you wouldn't hear louis doing material that other people had done like it my favorite people think about like louis now that he's been canceled that he was like all that he was like, always edgy bad or whatever but like he's, my he's favorite there. of his jokes was like stuff about like his daughters like it, so uh, he, he and he and shane gillis are interesting because they have a commonality where shane gillis's whole thing is i'm a dopey fat dude bro who tells like i'm the funniest guy at your house party kind of vibe and louis ck is i am a pathetic shitty <laughs> middle-aged guy who's a dad and those are very common, like, points of reference for an audience member to attach to them. They're successful because they're everyman kind of comics in a way. Mm-hmm. And Shane Gillis, can, if he's smart, and I think he will be smart about this, just coast off of, yeah, I'm relatable because I, I look like you and I sound like you. And I'm telling jokes about things that you would tell at parties. I'm just telling them better. Right. I think one of my my the things that hampered my stand up career or have been hampering my stand up career up to this point is that I don't really look like a lot of people. One, I'm trans. Two, I don't I can't really get away with self deprecating jokes because like obviously I'm an like a model of sorts. I I people wouldn't believe 
a shitty self-deprecating story I told about myself because of what I look like. I and also hot girl humor is punching down. I don't I want I don't want to get away with punching down. Yeah, it's uh it's different whenever you're a woman and like a trans woman. Like I I always feel like I have to address that I'm trans, at least at some point in my stand up, because I sound different than most people who look like me. And maybe it might be a dysphoria thing, but I feel like if I don't address them, people are just going to be like, why does that girl talk like a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been told by an audience member, I don't believe you when you say that you have that you strike out. Because I had a joke once about like striking out with a woman. She was like, "Do you believe you that?" She said, "You're too pretty to to have struck strike out with dumb like shit. everybody strikes out." If I were a more sympathetic figure, I probably could get away with that joke. My sympathetic, I meant more average looking. And... Yeah, average looking. Yeah, I'm also not saying that I'm the hottest one in the world. I'm just strongly implying it. <laughs> I would never say something like that because right. that's that's. Egomaniacal. It is very different in like how you have to craft. I, I was having, I don't know, I get this advice a lot, but like people are like, you should do material that like has nothing to do with you being trans. And that sounds good in a vacuum, but like it's hard to not like mention it or because it, it influences so much about my life. And also the way the audience is inner is like in understanding my jokes because it's all coming from me. So I maybe they're right in that I can just do completely different material, which I, I am actually working on stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with me being trans. And I used to, whenever I first started doing stand-up, I was like, I'm not going to mention it at all. But consistently, jokes about being trans are the ones that fucking crush everywhere. So, Yeah, uh, what, yeah. what do you have in common with the average audience member? Well... You, you're trans and they're probably watching you because you're trans i i think i found success by making jokes about being broke because everyone in the world has been broke at some point right like relationships how much you hate your boss like those are all things that now, people can my, latch on to my jokes about being trans do better in cis rooms than in trans i mean i do they do all right in trans rooms but they almost work better whenever nobody in the crowd even like knows a trans person I think the ones that I always connect to with audience members is how weird sex is. Sex is strange. Sex is weird, right? Being scared of pussy because you're secretly in denial about wanting bottom surgery is like a joke that I think that has worked for me. Wait, what? <laughs> I have a, I have a joke that I always lead off with was before go, going is this to a small in trans rooms or this is usually in whatever room it's where I have trans as a joke. But I start off the joke like um, I don't really want bo bottom surgery. I'm not scared of pussy. I'm just terrified by it. <laughs> and then it, I go into a small diatribe about why I don't, but really so strongly suggesting that I do want bottom surgery. Question still remains at the end of the of the set, which is why it's an effective joke. It just makes them think for a second. Oh, let's uh let's talk about you for a little bit. Okay, so where did you grow up? I grew up in the DMV, which is the DC. Where did you live in Maryland, uh, Southern Maryland, on the the border between there and DC What's proper. The town called? I grew up. Well, that's the thing. There's there's no real town. I I moved in like five small individual small towns. I don't know. I was born in a town called Rockville. Why is it called the DMV area? Because. There's really a blur culturally between Northern Virginia, Southern Maryland, and D.C. It's almost like the same place, but it's not the same state. So the like DMV, the D stands for like D.C., District, Maryland, Virginia. In Virginia. 
Yeah, which is contrasting to Baltimore because Baltimore is not part of the DMV. It's a, it feels like it's a different not? place. Baltimore has a lot more country. I tell people I do comedy in the DMV area. I'm including Baltimore. Baltimore is geographically different because it has more country. Okay. Because Maryland is still a southern state by by many metrics, considering, or I mean, relative to the Northeast, mm-hmm. it's a southern place. Relative to the South, it's not southern. But I've always liked Baltimore. I like Baltimore too. Place. It's just not the DMV. Yeah. Anyways, so you you grew up in the DMV. When did you When did you come out here? Graduated from high school in 2015, and I moved up here to go to school. And NYU. I did go to NYU. Was a mark of the beast. I majored in and recorded music and music business. Was that before or after they turned you trans? Way before. So funny story about my my trans coming out journey. I switched to Agnes in 2017. I wouldn't go on hormones for another three years. Really? Yeah. I just I was a non-binary person named Agnes. I didn't know that hormones were a real thing, nor did any of my transgender or queer friends. Really? Encourage me because, I don't know, maybe they had a mentality like, you shouldn't tell other people what to do. Yeah. But I really would have appreciated the nudge if someone told me that was See, possible. That's, that's why I always nudge people. I'm like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try any estrogen. It tastes good. I've, it would have saved me a lot of fucking acne scars, that's for sure. Because if I had started estrogen earlier, I would have... Put your skin up. Put on that spiral. Oh give you good skin. Anyway, what, I, I ended up transitioning in 2020 like a lot of other people do when they're cooped up in the house and you realize, oh, I'm just getting uglier every day. Yes, I, re- I remember that. I, I started at 24. And what really like made me get it was because I started thinking that my hairline was receding. I was like, nope, I'm just going to grow boobs instead. I'm not I started at uh, 22. 22 is when I started transitioning. Nice. It's, it's, I have no regrets other than I wish I could have started earlier, but even still, it didn't make or break me because I ended up really liking my body afterwards anyway. Yeah, I turned out pretty hot too. I do wish I could have started earlier though. Yeah, I mean, I have my, my breast augmentation consult next week. Let this be a little time capsule for me before I have gigantic tits. I think I'll I'll have them before 2025 if I'm lucky. What what wait times they have once you get a consult? Within within like a nine month span. So if I have the consult next week, it's likely that I might be able to get a get in before 2024 is over. Basically, that I and transition what transitioned had to make a bunch of new friends ended up meeting a small community of trans women who live in brooklyn and queens and i've been living here basically doing gig work i did a little sex work and and working in the entertainment industry nightlife music raves music licensing all those kinds of kinds of things and now working on that television show like stage live mm-hmm. what did you say you majored in again music business media business did you finish it I have a degree. You it's just shit about like business. I do. I mean, if you want to know about the music touring structure, agents, managers, labels, three sixty deals, does it transfer to comedy. It doesn't. Not at all. Because people just pay like cash in hand to comedy. They do. I don't think I've been in any kind of comedy situation where I've had to sign a contract yet. I have. We have an LLC for late stage, just in case anyone gets injured moving equipment. But that's basically it. Well, you can also deduct all show expenses so you can like buy shit and it'd be taxed. Well, right now we're working at a public access place where everything's free anyway. Well, you can always spend fucking more money, dude. Yeah. You can get better cameras, you can get... We have have the option to in the future. We're just not using it yet. The LLC is 
interesting. We're going to join the union eventually if we ever get picked up by anybody else. But oopsies. For now, we're just comfortable writing our show and putting in a public broadcast access TV on in New York City and also Wait, YouTube. So does it actually go on public access TV? Mm-hmm. You can watch it's it on the website. Um, New York Public Broadcast like website. Cool. They archive our videos online. I haven't actually watched like a full episode. I just we can self nominate for an Emmy. You can. We're we're not going to get nominated, of course, because there's only eight slots, and there are people who make I don't know real stuff that gets seen by the 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 city of New York. But we're technically eligible. That's cool. It would be all twelve of our votes versus the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all could do it. I I wanted to do a show like this. I was talking to Ella about it like three months before she started doing late stage or whatever. But then uh, my venue fell through and I my life kind of fell apart. So I had to not be in New York as much. But I'm wait, glad. a show like this or a show like a show late, like late stage it was like exactly what I wanted to do. And I was going to do it at the tank. And it yeah, it just it just all fell apart for several reasons. But I'm glad that we got. A show like this, what y'all seem to be doing really well. The genius of the show is Ella Yerman because without her, we would not have been able to do a show like this. The fact that she's so, she's like a fucking juggernaut. If you've ever seen her do any of her takes, just goes through fast, doesn't mess up anything, and we would just work around her. She's like the engine of the show. We all write for it, but she's like, it's, she's able to carry the workload. That's cool. I don't think I could have done the show by myself, even if I wanted oh, to. Yeah. A show like this is a big project. Like, there's no way somebody can do that without. She's this. She's this, the stuff. spirit, like the inspiration of why I even want to write a joke at all is because I write them for her. And I still have my own like personal writing interests, but it's because, hey, Ella will be able to carry the joke. I like being a writer. I was telling you about how I don't like stand up. I just I don't I like performing music live. I don't like doing stand up live. Something about it just doesn't tickle me the same way. Stand up is more vulnerable than music. Yeah, but I still like you writing. You have to respond to audiences and stuff like that. But whereas music, you can do your thing. You know, mm-hmm. I like formats. I like writing within a script. Yeah, stand up is contextless. Oh, I mean, this isn't stand up related, but I helped write a play that I'm going to be starring in at least, maybe, hopefully, before the end of the year. But I just like to write. I'm. I've. I'm a half what playwright for my friend who's doing an autobiographical one act woman play of how she got bottom surgery and what it took to crowdfund for it and she's going to be i'm going to be cast as the person who's going to like play her Mm -hmm. i love being a conduit for other people's creative you got the range for let me see a picture (laughs) (laughs) i got the tucking tape in my backpack yeah (laughs) i like being a conduit for other people's i don't even I'm a grower. I, I don't need talking tape. Yeah. I have a tiny penis. <laughs> you, you, okay, but like you're going to wear like a thong, like Gaff, on yeah. the fucking beach. Like you would wear tuck tape, right? Or do you not wear shit like that? No, I don't think I wanted to. People see my bulge, so what? I thought you said you had tuck tape. I was kidding. Oh, okay. I love, dude, I use um, the 3M. Oh, I forgot what it's transport. That's what it's called. 3M transport. Get the 3-inch one. And it's like, it's like surgeon shit. Like, it, this shit holds. And you just get get it wet and everything. It's fine. What I was saying is that I like being a conduit for people's creative endeavors. I don't have to write my own story. I like helping people tell and, theirs. And also that you have a small penis. And that I have a 
micro penis. <laughs> you do not. That's not true. Okay, let me give me the stuff that people said on on Instagram. Okay, we'll, we'll walk through that. Okay, Stacy, here you go. Okay, first, this is from deleted user. <laughs> is there a link between trans and smoking weed? Yes, it's very strong and it's causatory. If you smoke weed, you're very likely to become trans. Just like a 60% correlation, right? I don't smoke weed. I'm afraid of weed. It makes me scared. He doesn't do any drugs. He's going to shoot. I didn't say that. I just don't smoke weed. All right. Any comedy idols? Yeah, Chappelle. (laughs) Unironically. No, I think that his... He loves early stuff. I don't think I've ever seen anybody make a sketch funnier than Dave Chappelle. I, I think in terms of what I'm interested in with like filmmaking and sketch work, he has set a rubric out. I think that Key and Pill are better than, than Chappelle ever was. I don't think that there's a better sketch than the racial draft. It's a comedy okay, sketch. But yeah, that one, was, that one was really good. I like Bill he Burr. Caught, he caught, yeah, Bill Burr is also funny. He caught lightning in a bottle. It's hard to top that. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great sketch. I'll admit that. My comedy. So I, I've talked about this before, but Louis C.K. was the guy who inspired me to want to do more comedy until I found out that he was doing this stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Now, now who I look to the most is Robin Tran because she's trans like me and she has like a similar, a little bit similar voice to me. Like we're, we have very different perspectives, but I like the way I want to be more like her, basically. Oh, and also shout out to Girl God. Shout out to April Clark and Grace Freud. They're the best. I've never seen them live. I've seen their shit on Twitter. I've before. I've seen almost every single one of their New York shows. They're good. How often they come? Are uh, they based in LA? Yeah, they're based in LA, but turns out you don't actually have to tell trans jokes to be a comedian. Uh, you can be trans and do slapstick and be funnier than most of the is people that what in the they room. Do? They do slapstick now and it is fucking great. There's just, just comedy, chemistry. They're good. They're like a duo. Like They're a, a duo and they're, they're great writers. The... Grace used to write for Rick and Morty. Uh-huh. Grace used to write for Rick and Morty. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. one of the better, uh, some of the better episodes are... Does she still write for... Uh, is Rick and Morty still a show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I did not know that. It, Roland is gone, but they... I haven't seen the the new episodes, I think, that if they've come out, but... Well, all I know is that Grace's episodes were good. Okay, all right, next next one. Wait, which, what was her episodes? I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, come on. I don't watch that show. Okay, I follow you from North Africa, from Libya. I wish you success. That's that's not a question, but I do appreciate it. Thank you. you. Guys watching out in Libya. Recommend on transition? Just do it, Nike. We're not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, We're not sponsored. Do it. It's, Don't. It's, yeah. We didn't. We weren't paid to say that. I was. You're wearing Adidas. No, this is Nike. Adidas <laughs> top and Nike bottom. I, I mix oh, streams no. like that. What are some key ways you've noticed that are effective at empowering the youth? Empowering them to do what? Well, let them know that you can break free from capitalism by becoming leftist. So one, teach your kids to be leftist. That's how you can, that's anarchist, Marxist, Leninist, you know, Maoist, who cares? Just start on the winning side. (laughs) I would say clean your room, delete Facebook. Oh yeah, also clean your room. It's so liberating to- it's so liberating to make your bed every day. I started doing that. It is so good. I don't do it. I, it it I gives do. me structure. I do wish my room was more clean, but the bed, I like it kind of like unmade unless I'm taking pictures. 
it's like more nested in whenever the oh no i get and i only use i only use like one blanket like i don't like sheets or anything i just want like one blanket to curl up in like a caterpillar i got four blankets i got seven pillows jesus you sleep under four blankets every night oh no i just like having them oh okay and then folding them what do you sleep under though i've one duvet and one furry blanket nice oh lol why are you so gorgeous god made me this way also surgery I haven't had surgery yet. You can still be beautiful without surgery. Stacy just makes it look really good. <laughs> surgery can make you worse, but you it, know, if, it can. if you make good choices, good surgery choices. Get surgery only if you want it. You don't have to have surgery to be beautiful, but you can be even more beautiful. What is this PBS bullshit right now? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with girls and their cats? I don't know. I'm not a cat person. You're not a cat person? I had a, a grip with a chihuahua. I like chihuahuas. You being fucking for real right now? You don't yeah. like cats, but you like chihuahuas. Oh, no, I don't dislike cats, but I would never adopt one. Because you don't like changing litter boxes or what? You just don't like their personalities? I would rather have a small dog. Really? If, if you gave me a choice to have any kind of pet, I would probably get I, a chihuahua. I kind of like dogs, but like I don't really like small dogs. I've not had good experiences with them. My roommate's got a poodle, and that's cute. I like that dog. It's a big dog. But all the small dogs that I've known have been very hyper and bark a lot. Maybe that's me stereotyping. The next one is kitty, not a question, just a declaration that fits in with what we were just talking about. So, yeah. Do you think as a stand-up comedian, you have been recognized by the people? The pe- Who are the people? In my personal underground transgender community in Brooklyn and Queens, I get recognized a lot. It makes my life kind of difficult because people assume that I'm going to be a certain way in real life, erratic or out, outrageous or audacious. Like I, I can't really live up to those ex- expectations that people set for me. This is my resting energy level most of the time. So when I'm not doing some sort of crazy sex joke that people know me from the internet, like they're like, oh, well, you're kind of boring. I'm like exactly the same as I am on stage. <laughs> Which yeah, actually, makes, you are. <laughs> which makes people think that they like know me from my set, and I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, whereas whereas are. I'm an asshole on stage, but in real life, I I bake and I go to church. Like I don't, I'm not really that. Well, I go exciting. to church too. I know, but in my my, I'm boring in real life. So what is, is what I'm saying? You're not boring. It's st- you mean it's, low energy in the morning? No, I mean traditional. Like okay. I just do the same shit all the time. I cook, I clean, I go to church, like play video games. It's not, it's not interesting. I play video games too. Okay. Do you like to drive? No, that's why I wanted to. No, I've been in like three or four car crashes in my life. I've had car wrecks that have just like really set. Hydroplane down a hill once when I was 17 and like. I've never felt in control in any of my car wrecks. Like it just kind of freak things that happened and uh, I don't like being on it. And I swear New York is the best city in America just because you don't have to drive here. Yeah, real shit. That's kind of why I That's all you need is the the subway and it best city in the world because nobody else has it here. DC has a little bit of one, but I've heard. You got to drive there. Yeah, you do. Like it's it's people in DC are like the metro is so good, and it's like it does not take you everywhere like it does in New York. It's different. Yeah, I lived off the end of the end I've of the red line, cleaner, but but I still have to take a car from the end of the red line to my house. Okay, where do you get your ideas from? God, He tells me to dream. I'm very inspired by seeing other people 
who are trans and just observing their life and noticing what's funny about it. You just stealing material from the community like that? Witnessing someone do something is not stealing jokes. <laughs> Basically the same thing. There was this one time when, you know how like your queer health clinic will ask you demographic information about who you're sleeping with when you're on prep? Mm -hmm. My doctor once asked me, so who are you sleeping with? Just like casual, but I didn't understand that that question was for prep. I didn't understand that he was asking me demographic information. I just told him my friends. And he was like, excuse me? And I was like, I'm sleeping with my friends. <laughs> and he said, no, no, this is something I have to ask you for prep. Are you having like... I'll just write down her friend. He he was just asking me like, do you have sex with people who have like, get, like do anal receptive sex? Because that's an important question when you're on prep. I did not understand that that's what he was asking me. Point is, I drew a joke from that, and it's been really funny to tell that story ever since. That's what I mean when I'm stealing my jokes from. So you're stealing it from the medical community. I'm stealing it from doctors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do men smell worse after starting E? This is not true. That's I not true. Think. I don't men, actually think men, that's true. Men? Why are why are first men off, they're not men anymore. Okay, but second, like E. e I, I am a fairy person. I emit no odor. I can wear the same pair of underwear for a week. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But, like, <laughs> but I can, like, wear, like, shit that I don't smell very much. Like, I'm, I'm sure dogs could pick up on me, but humans don't ever be, like. Yeah, I stopped, I stopped, I stopped smelling as bad when I was on E. I think that they don't smell worse. Yeah. They smell better. That's crazy. I don't know how that happened. How is Kansas for trans people? I know you talked about it in a bit. My move to Kansas City for school. So Kansas is terrible for trans people, but Kansas City is pretty cool for trans people. You're not going to want to move. Don't change your ID to Kansas or whatever, whenever you're here, because they don't recognize trans people anymore. But where are you going to go to school? Are you going to go to school at UMKC or, or KU, something like that? It, it can be a good place to go to school, but don't plan on staying because of the direction of the politics of both Kansas and Missouri, because Kansas City is a border city and both sides want to kill you. So why are you such an OKC Thunder fan? Because uh, I lived in Arkansas and Arkansas is close to Oklahoma. Yeah, and we they count. They all we had, that state claims OKC. Yeah, our, our we had, <laughs> I mean, it was either cheer for them or cheer for the Grizzlies. They're, you're geographically closer to OKC than Grizzly territory. Well, no, because I live in the center of Arkansas. So technically, uh, Memphis is only two hours away. OKC was four hours away. I mean, like in terms of states uh, who claim certain NBA teams. Well, that's what I mean by ge geographically. You're in a state OKC's that... OKC is better. So that's why a lot more people started cheering for OKC than the Grizzlies did. There was a couple of years where the Grizzlies were good. They were better. never like... Like the Grizzlies ceiling was never... They didn't have like KD or, or even Westbrook. Oh, I I thought you meant like as in like two years ago. No, I mean just like overall. You mean from like ten years period. ago? Yeah. yeah. And then the the OKC they they were the Seattle SuperSonics and they got bought and moved to Oklahoma City in two thousand eight. And I would go to Oklahoma City a lot for basketball tournaments because I played basketball, and I could go to their games and they were bringing like some of the best players in the world to Oklahoma City. So. It was hard not to cheer for them after that, but it is hard being a fan of a team of such a horrible city. Like, 
Oklahoma City, the only good thing they have there is the thunder. So, yeah, I don't want to visit. Like, it's a five-hour drive into nothingness. It's, it's sad. But it's a good it's a good ball organization, for sure. If if a turf saw a post-op trans woman and trans man having sex, would their head explode? I don't think so, because I think that they've definitely watched this. Like, that's what turfs do, right? Like, do do they... Do you think that boy pussy does go crazy though? So you think that they would? <laughs> yeah, I know you heard that. <laughs> All right, what's the square root of fun? Love? Uh, I don't know. It's a trick what question. Kind of bullshit is that? Love? Yeah, it's gonna save us all. Okay, I'm trying to apply math logic to this. I don't know how you can. It's my worst subject in school. Don't ask me any math questions. Square root of fun. This is a nonsense question. I don't know how to answer it, Anna. Next one. Yep, next one. What illegal pet would you own if you could? I want. Well, there's a lot of illegal pets that I want. But Gila but, monster. A Gila monster? Yeah, those are highly venomous. Are they? They're not illegal, are they? You can't own a Gila monster. Are you sure? It will kill you if it bites you. But don't let it bite you. You can't legally own something that has poison in it, in its glands. No, there's... You can own poisonous animals. Gila monsters? I don't know about Gila monsters. I haven't looked them up specifically. For me, I want a giant African land snail. Okay. <sighs> a slime rabbit. And they're huge. They're giant. And they're very cute. And I mean, have you ever seen these guys eat a cucumber? But they're, they're Ill, very illegal in the U.S. Because once they start putting like, once they start laying eggs, they're like impossible to get rid of. Like they're very, and also their shells are so big that they can break car tires. Yeah. So it would be an invasive species, but they're not illegal in Britain. So you have British friends, you could get a giant African land snail and then they could send you like some eggs to the U.S. and then you could do bioterrorism. I heard a story a couple months ago about somebody who was arrested for growing illegal raspberries. Like, where? Just in Brooklyn. You can't grow. There, apparently, there's certain things that are technically illegal. And when they're having their house searched for some other reason, they found these and they're just like, hey, you can't have these berries. <laughs> what were they doing? Like looking for cocaine and then they yeah. found some raspberries. It's like, ah, oh, you can't have this. Just like a, I don't know, a different kind of breed of raspberry. It wasn't even poisonous. I just think they're not allowed to have them. Weird. Very cool. All right. When did you know that pigs are illegal in New York? They get really big. Yeah, they do. That's well, I mean, there's why. small pigs too, but like pigs, you. <laughs> uh, okay, when you have a song in your head, where do you hear it? Between my ears, uh, as in, like I hear it in my head. Yeah, I don't. It's in my brain. Can I rotate a song in my mind? Is what is that what you're asking? I. I always have songs in my head and they're just always kind of there. It's in my central thought processing cortex. <laughs> I'm not a brain surgeon. What are your thoughts about the rise of the Maltan economy during the Napoleonic Wars? I do know where Malta is and I also know who Napoleon was. I do not know about... Do you know about... I don't know anything about the economy 18th century French politics. I have no idea. Malta 19th. Is, is Malta French? Malta is a country. That's like a, it's like. Between it's between France, France and, Italy, and, right? and France and somewhere. I don't know. So I don't have much thoughts about the Malta economy. I'm pretty sure that Malta is 
like between France and Italy because Andorra is between France and Spain, but that's not Malta. Yeah, I don't think so. So we don't have many thoughts on the rise of the Malta economy here. I do think that Napoleon was cool. I didn't see the movie because uh, I heard it was terrible. What's your Roman Empire? The Roman Empire, yeah, for sure. Say. And I yeah. think about it a lot. Yeah, all the time. My favorite thing about the Roman Empire <coughs> is I like their military dogma. I think that it was really revolutionary for the time. And they, they really got away from the hero belief of how you win battles, you know, because like there was all, like you hear about like legends about like like a really good fighter going out there and killing a bunch of people. And, uh-huh. and the Romans were like the first country to really like weaponize like everybody's like the same we're all just like ants like everybody should be able to do everything and like it's it's all about like numbers and logistics and all that kind of stuff and that's why they they conquered the world like that so so thoroughly militarily i think it's just really cool that you can have a boy who will carry your towels for you romans definitely if they didn't invent it they definitely perfected that one What is your favorite game right now? The game I'm playing the most, okay, the game I'm playing the most is Marvel Snap, but that's not, that's because it's on my phone. I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is fun, even though everyone has an English accent in it. I'm so tired of all of my media being infected with English accents. I can't get away from it. I just, I really wish we could have a fantasy game where it's everyone doesn't poke click, like, you know, like. I'm into survival horror games. I'm right now playing the remake of Resident Evil 4. And I was playing Silent Hill before that. Silent Hill three horror games, man. They gave me too and Dead by Daylight. It's too much. You play Dead by Daylight. You're one of those kids. I'm really good. I have like sixteen hundred hours in the game. Is that game like still like have a vibrant community? Yes, it does. It's crazy. That that game on large. There's a large transgender community no, who plays gay it too. And and emo like the people who play it are people who like murdering. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, what podcast? It's this one you listen to, dumbass. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we were supposed to say something about Mongolia. Shout out to our listeners uh, who are Mongolian. I uh, don't even know where that yeah, is. Yeah, she doesn't even, she thought that Mongolian was... Is that in East New York? N- no, it's not. <laughs> I know that Mongolia is up, you know, up in the mountains at the north of... On Staten China Island. China and... I don't know much about Mon- I have a lot more Chinese friends than I do Mongolian friends. So I only know about Mongolia from the Chinese perspective. But, you know, y'all did great back in the Genghis Khan days. I'll tell you that much. What What the hell? Okay. What is this? This is like a, a thread. Okay. Taylor Swift. Why wouldn't the Pentagon try to recruit her? And even if they did recruit her, wouldn't they deny it? But even if they didn't recruit her, man, what a good idea president maybe by the way that was a pro taylor message overall but worded to get you more engagement i think that if it is in the pentagon's interest to recruit taylor swift that they would definitely do it because i think that she is amazing and would be good at anything you know do you think that she would be a good pentagon asset i only know one taylor swift song and it's back to december fucking kidding me right now that song it's a good song. That's the only one you know of hers? Yeah, I don't know any of those. That ones. is, that's, I remember listening to that on the radio back in like 2010, was it? Oh yeah, that, that and like, and I'm lying on a cool hard ground. Those are the only ones I know. 
That's the only ones you know. Dude, you should listen to some of Taylor Swift's albums. Like, some of her, like, recent stuff is real good. No, thanks. I don't really care. You, you should do a full listen of... I'm tired of seeing her on my TV when I'm watching football. You watch that many Chiefs games? But the highlights. I mean, they beat my Ravens. I had to watch them. Oh, you a Ravens fan? Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Oh, you knew they were going to lose. Fastest, right? fastest legs at the QB position. They had him stay in the pocket the entire game. I'm upset. Well, because Coaching. The, the Chiefs were the Chiefs. Come on, there were I, pretty good. There's a lot of, of I could have escaped the pocket, scrambled for an extra couple yards that he just didn't do that game. He was afraid to run. I don't well, know he what killed. It's playoffs, man. Oh, so he would just rather lose the game than maybe run out of the pocket. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he lost the game because of the interceptions more than anything. The officiating was weird. He threw a lot of deep balls for some reason. I'm just like, Lamar, you, you do, you're you the best running quarterback in the league right now. Just do it. Just run. I uh, Whatever. I, I felt like that he was always pretty well contained. The Chiefs always had somebody up there, a spy. It was our easiest road to the AFC Championship that we're going to get in a while because Joe Burrow is going to come back and then the Bengals are going to be a kind of You problem. consider Joe Burrow that much of a, a powerhouse? No, but he's going to be one more person we have to beat. Right now, all we had to beat were the Chiefs, and we didn't. The Chiefs, Chiefs are good, though. I know, but Patrick Mahomes. I know we had a shot; we just didn't take it. Anyway, no more, no more football talk. We're already disappointed. <laughs> you with it? You're getting sad. Yeah, I, I really liked watching Stabby's reels. It's cool that they picked him up. Yeah, I I met him once. He's 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 actually nice in person. Yeah, he's not a complete insane person. I did a person. show with him. It was it was fun. Cool dude. I, I, uh, he gives good hugs. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. hugged him? Yeah, he gives good hugs. He does seem like a guy who would give pretty decent hugs. I guess I, I've seen him naked so that, you know, because he posts naked pictures all the time. All right. It's not. He is a specimen. He, He's he got a posts good body. A lot of stuff that I would get banned for. All right. It's not fair that men can get away with posting shit like that. Honestly, if God had a human form, he would probably look like Style. <laughs> That's probably what Jesus looked like. Okay, I, uh, like I said I said women and twinks before. Women and twinks and women twinks and Stavros and guys who look like stuff. Like, all right, you hear that, listeners? If you're a guy out there who who looks like fat Stavros men, Hopkins, fat men and fat women, hit my line. Look them up. Hit, we'll arrange. Uh, we'll arrange a date. We'll uh, do something. Anyways, we're done with the podcast. You got anything else you want to say? Tune into Late Stage Live now available on YouTube and. Keep an eye out next month for the episode that I will be. Next episode for this one. We're probably going to be on something around the 23rd of February. Late yeah, Stage so Live on YouTube. Live, and, uh, thanks for listening. With Ellie Yerman and myself. Uh, and OnlyFans.com slash blah 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 blah.